What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you're tuned into another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. We are your hosts, Fred and Dre. Uh, we drop episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre, tell them what we got going on. Yeah, what's up, Fred? So, yeah, it's another recap show. Uh, this is like, is it week 12 recap already? Is that what week we're at? 12 recap. It was an exciting re- It should be an exciting recap. Uh, I mean, we got... It was Thanksgiving, so we had a lot of football, a lot more days of football. So First Black Friday game. First Black Friday game, yeah. And a coach firing on Thanksgiving. Well, a couple days after Ooh. Thanksgiving. Tough. Ooh. That is tough. Tough break. Tough break. Um, a few more but, coaches that are on the hot seat as well. So Yeah, there's quite a few coaches on the hot seat at this point in time. Um, there was no crazy quarterback injury this week, though. So that Thank was God. something to be thankful for. Because there were like five weeks in a row where we lost a quarterback, starting quarterback for the season. Might have been six weeks. I, I don't know, but it was it was bad there at some point, and um, you had to expect that somebody was going to get hurt from like a contending team or something. I was, I was so I was, nervous. I was very worried about Monday night. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what do we got going on here? Let's uh, let's get into it and uh, talk about this recap. I know we got a, a busy slate come to start with the Thursday game, so got a few of them. Yep, uh, let's get right into them. Thanksgiving Thursday. Um, some of these games, you know, didn't think we're going to be too good, but the first game, the 12 p.m. game in Detroit, the Packers were in there, and this was a surprising game. It was a surprising game. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have been surprised because the Lions like to disappoint their fans on Thanksgiving for some reason. I thought that they haven't won on Thanksgiving, like their last like 11 or 12 appearances or something like that. Like, yeah, something like that. I thought this would be different. We should have known the Packers took it 29 to 22 and it was just a bad game. Jared Goff fumbled the game away. Three fumbles in this one. Jordan Love was crushing it, slinging the ball, looking like. Aaron Rodgers rookie year yeah. when he started getting better. Um, prime time. Uh, the Lions just couldn't handle the pressure, really. Rashawn Gary on defense, three sacks and two forced fumbles. The Packers were pretty impressive in this game. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but this game, they were very impressive. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they, were, they were very impressive. They showed out uh, on on the big stage and uh, really put people on notice that they, they're not going to be a slouch. Uh, they might not make the playoffs, but they're definitely not going to be to push, be a pushover to finish the season. They're not tanking for anything. So um, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. hundred percent. But I will want to say PSA to everybody. I do apologize. I'm very nasally this weekend uh, and uh, I might go off camera a little bit. We're all battling uh, some illnesses in the house here and it's that time of year, but uh, audio quality there is a little bit lacking on my side. So <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I digress. Continue. Yeah. Packers, like you said, they're pretty much putting everyone on notice by beating the Lions here. Like, hey, we're not a walk in the park. So let's move to the 430 slate. The commander's heading into Dallas on New Year or New Year's on Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> Get ahead um, of yourself, man. Yeah. The commanders can't wait for the new year after this one. I'll tell you what. The Cowboys took this 45 to 10. It looked like they were playing uh, like a high school team. It, it was not a good game for the commanders at all complete domination on the Cowboys sides so much so that Dak Prescott was literally eating turkey in the middle of the game like didn't give didn't have a care in the world uh and the commanders fired their D coordinator after the game Jack Del Rio another yeah. Thanksgiving firing <laughs> unfortunate timing that one was a Thanksgiving firing they fired him <laughs> like right after the game but uh actually like this game for the first half 
wasn't terrible. Uh, the commanders were right there uh, with like a minute and 50 left in the first half. They scored uh, and it was a four point game. Uh, but then they allowed they allowed the uh, the Cowboys to score again within that minute and 50 that they had the ball. So um, Cowboys took a 10 point lead going in the half. And the second half was just literally all Cowboys. There was no scoring by Washington and uh, the Cowboys just took over. So it was a game that we expected them to win. But one thing I will point out is Sam Howell continues to put up numbers, even though they were terrible and got washed. He still put up 376 passing yards. So like that is not, or sorry, that's total yardage. I apologize. I'm a fucking moron. Um, but he put up 260 passing yards. Um, still a solid, solid outing for him. Uh, go ahead and delete that, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sam Howell still looks good. I still think he can be a starting uh, quarterback in this league. Um, the, the big news out of this game, though, was Deron Bland getting his fifth pick six of the year breaking the record, uh, shattering the record, maybe, because he's still got quite a few games left yeah. to go. He just looks like a ball hawk out there. Every It's like every other game he's getting a pick six. I will say one of the pick sixes is a little bit debate, debatable. The first one uh, looked a little bit more like a strip to me than a uh, an interception. Uh, the guy caught it, uh, took like a step or two, and then the ball got taken. So they they deemed it to be an interception and not a fumble mm. recovery. But um, either way, still very impressive. Uh, the Cowboys, they seem to find these corners that are like uh, are able to be ball hawks and get those intercept interceptions, but also get burned a lot. So it's either one way or the other with them. Uh, but they seem to find these guys. D- Diggs is the same way, and he's where he replaced mm-hmm. Diggs on the outside. So um, I'm it's interesting to see them play together at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be pretty year. scary. Um, I know, I know. Bland was the the slot, and he's is he better at the slot than he is at the outside? Or I, he, I mean, he seems to he's be only in his second here. year. So <laughs> yeah, they definitely got a little firecracker there, though. Yeah. The only question I really have coming out of this game, though. For the Cowboys, I know we talked about it a little bit before the week. Um, can the Cowboys play like this versus playoff teams? Because they're spanking non-playoff teams. Not even playoff teams, teams versus good teams. Like true, moderately good teams. They don't have a win against a team with more than four wins themselves. So uh, they haven't showed up to beat those big teams. And uh, uh, until we see that, I'm not going to say that they're Super Bowl contenders. They're obviously a playoff team. But Mm -hmm. until they do that, until they shut people up and say, we can take it to these teams, I'm not going to have any confidence that they're going to be a contender in the playoffs. Yeah, I think we might get a little taste of it next week. We'll get to that in the next video. But yeah, they got a pretty solid team coming up. Uh, Let's move to the, uh, the Thanksgiving night game in Seattle. Seattle, speaking of the team the Cowboys are about to play, the 49ers <laughs> went to play the 12th man, and the 12th man, I don't know where he was, because I, I think he might have been home eating that Thanksgiving meal, because the 49ers took care of business. No Kenneth Walker in this one for the Seahawks, which probably affected the game, uh, but the 49ers just took care of business in this one, really. 31-13. to 13. Yeah. yeah, they did. Uh, I didn't think... The Seahawks were going to win. I picked the Seahawks just for the sake of knowing that you would pick the 49ers. And the Seahawks seem to be a relatively competent and playoff contending team. So I thought maybe they could squeak out the win, but no. Uh, the 12th man did not show up to play at all, just like you said. And the 49ers, the 49ers showed out. Uh, they, they are a very tough football team. Uh, they're likely going to be in the NFC Championship, just like last year. You're probably going to see a rematch of what last year's was. These two, I, these I teams. Can't really... I can't see it not being the 49ers yeah. and Eagles at this point. No, no, no. Uh, honestly, like 
this should be the Super Bowl if it could be, but yeah. uh, the league is the way it is and they cannot be. So um, either way, uh, this should be the NFC Championship. Book it and should be an entertaining, entertaining show, especially next week too. We get a preview. Yes, that's going to be a fun one, and we already know what the game of the week is going to be. But <laughs> one thing in de- in defense of the Seahawks. Um, Geno Smith, his elbow that he hurt last week looked pretty swollen in this game. I think it was affecting him. And uh, I don't I don't I don't know if he should have been playing, to be honest, against a really good 49er. He was getting smacked around and he was already injured. It was making me nervous. Um, he's still probably better than Drew Locke, though. I don't know. But I think maybe they should have just went with Drew Locke in this one. Yeah, uh, it's it kind of gets into like the what the NBA is going through with like benching star players during competitive games um mm-hmm. and you want to see that star power come out and give you the best opportunity to win um uh, and give you the best opportunity to sell seats so uh if, if you got to imagine if if gino wasn't playing that there wouldn't be a lot of people tuning in there wouldn't be a lot of uh kind of walk-up fans i don't know how many walk-up fans nfl games get i think they pretty much sold out weeks in advance mm-hmm. but either way um, it makes sense i guess yeah their their best chance to win was with Gino, even even if he was hurt. Yeah, you're right. McCaffrey also got back to his scoring ways, but uh, I guess it doesn't really super matter anymore since he lost no. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's move to the first ever Black Friday game in MetLife Stadium: the Dolphins and the Jets. And this went how we pretty much expected it to. Well, I, I don't know. I thought the Dolphins might have been able to do more offensively. The Jets' defense wasn't too bad. It's just it's been like it is all season. The offense can't do anything. The defense has to be on the field all day long, and they yeah. cannot stop, especially a team like the Dolphins, that many times. So the Dolphins took it 34 to 13, and uh, Boyle didn't really look any better than Zach Wilson. So yeah, it um the Jets' offense is is terrible. Uh, and you got to imagine, you got to look at it too, like how much of this offense struggles lie on the offensive coordinator. So the offensive coordinator is Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, And look at last year with the Broncos. The Broncos offense was atrocious last year. So bad. Um, The Broncos are a relatively confident team with a decent offense this year. So with the same personnel, they're able to do a lot more just by changing their coordinator. So uh, you got to wonder, like, could that be affecting it? I know Zach Wilson sucks. Tim Boyle, also isn't good so how much are they being held back as well by their coordinator yeah yeah i think you're onto something there nathaniel hackett i think is pretty much carried by Aaron Rodgers <laughs> for most of his yeah. career and without him he has not shown anything so so yeah i think you have a point there i'd, I'd like to see them try to give trevor simeon a shot at quarterback i think he'd be better than why Tim not Hood. i mean yeah. he's been around he knows what to do He's a vet. Um, I think you yeah. could get the ball to the open receivers at least, right? That's more than what they're getting right now. At least get it to Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Devon A-Chain missed this game. Uh, Tyreek Hill getting ever, ever closer to the receiving yard record held by Calvin Johnson, Megatron. I think he's going to break point, it. I, yeah, I think at this point it's almost, unless he gets hurt. Like, Yeah, he's going to break it. He's going to break that thing. Um, and the Finns defense had a pretty good game. It looks like they're getting way better with Jalen Ramsey now. Uh, there's a 99-yard pick six in this one. Yeah. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, I saw some videos online saying that it was worse than the butt fumble. Nothing is worse than the butt fumble. So yeah. um, oh, no. it was just butt a pick six. It was just a pick six and some mistackling, which you see every week. So uh, nothing's worse than the butt fumble. Nothing. Yeah. Although the, the Tony Romo field goal fumble is pretty <laughs> pretty epic as well. It's yeah. not a butt fumble, but it makes me happy. So <laughs> Because it's Tony Romo. Because, yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, let's move to the regular Sunday night games, or sorry, Sunday games. 
Uh, first one, 1 p.m. in Atlanta, the Saints and the Falcons. This was a very big game for that division. Whoever won was going to maintain or take the lead in the division. And the Falcons showed a little more than a beat-up Saints team. Falcons took it 24-15 to and with that win took over the division no Michael Thomas for the Saints. Um, the Falcons finally using Bijan. Maybe they've been listening to you. Finally using Bijan and just using the running game in general. Like Algier was really good for them last year. The running game last year was their identity with Patterson and Algier. And now they're using it finally with Bijan and Algier there. So, I mean, even Patterson got some burn this week. And their offense looked pretty decent. Looked pretty, pretty competent against a relatively good Saints defense. So, um I think it's a step in the right direction for them, a step in the right direction for Art Smith in terms of taking what he has and utilizing his best talents to win games. Yeah, I think they have a decent shot at making the playoffs with how this division is looking right now. Um, This was another game, by the way, where there's another pick six. Uh, Jesse Bates had a a very long pick six, I think, to win the game, maybe. I could be wrong about that. I didn't didn't actually watch it. I just wrote that down. But uh, the Saints, this was like, a disaster game to be honest uh olave was doing pretty good but he went out with a concussion rashid shaheed left with a thigh injury they were already missing michael thomas that receiving room is is an empty cupboard at this point with all the injuries um yeah falcons yay i guess i don't know go atlanta oh one thing i will say i saw i saw a stat that said that Derek carr it has been like the least accurate quarterback with open receivers this year. Uh, that's not a good stat that you want for a highly paid quarterback. Not a good stat. What was his contract? Like 103 million or something like that. It was big. It was big. Yeah. yeah so we, we don't want that. No, he's got to do better. Let's move. <laughs> he should do better. He's a vet. Yeah, he, exactly. Let's move to the game that I was at in Cincinnati, the Steelers and the Bengals. Um, Bengals stadium. I want to say it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice stadium. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was loud in there. But the tailgating was subpar. I'm just going to say it. They they tailgate at Longworth Hall. It's like a 10-minute walk to the stadium because the stadium doesn't have good tailgating. And uh, I, I've, I've seen... I, I went to West Virginia University. They tailgate way better there than at Bengal State for a divisional game. I, 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 was, I, I was disappointed. That's all. I was disappointed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't think Cincinnati's necessarily known for their tailgates. Come to yeah. Philly. They're known for tailgates. So... Uh... They can they can oh. show them how to do it. So um, they're in a giant. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a lot. Of, you'll get a lot of love there. Um, <laughs> anyway, this one we know knew kind of what was going to happen. No Burrow for the Bengals, but Browning didn't look terrible. He he looked like he wasn't afraid of the defense. He wasn't hesitant at all. Um, he just isn't as good as Burrow. He isn't as good as a lot of quarterbacks. But so he's held back by talent there against a good defense. But he stepped up to the face of pressure and looked pretty competent uh, in my eyes. Uh, as far as like the the eye test, but mm-hmm. um, Steelers should have won this game. They did with this game. And uh, one one stat here, I just want to point out here, a little factoid. Um, Kenny Pickett, uh, his career pass touchdowns, sorry, pass touchdowns since week four of 2022 uh, mm-hmm. compared to three quarterbacks, three notable quarterbacks. Number one, Jordan Love has 20 pass touchdowns since week four of last year. And that is in 14 games. Uh Aaron Rodgers, 22 pass touchdowns since week four of last year in 15 games. Mm-hmm. And an individual that has not played this year and is retired, Tom Brady, 22 pass touchdowns in 14 games. Um, so when when you're going back to almost going back to a full season and an additional eight games on top of that, and you're getting passed by guys who this is their first season yeah, and yeah. 
a guy who was retired and Rogers, touchdowns has and Rodgers who hasn't played at all this year and wasn't even good last year. Like, come on. Like Kenny Pickett, you got to do better, guy. I know mm-hmm. Matt Canada sucked, but you got to do better. Yeah. I mean, I think he will do better. With Matt Canada, I, I feel like you've probably heard this stat by now, but the Steelers had their first 400-yard game this week. In the first game without Matt Canada, first 400-yard game since COVID, all right? It was like 52 games. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Are you that shows fucking how kidding bad. Me? <laughs> how did they stick with this guy all these years? That shows how bad that the offense was with him. It was a net. Um, but yeah, Steelers defense did great. TJ Watt looked good. And uh, Steelers fans were rocking the stadium. Terrible towels everywhere. It was a good time since I was wearing yellow. But let's move to Houston. The Jaguars coming in to take on a solid Houston team that lost last week. But this was a huge game. It, pretty much whoever won this game, you know, I, I was in my mind. It was like they're going to win the division. And uh, it came down to the wire. The Jaguars did take it 24 to 21. Uh, Calvin Ridley looked good out there. Uh, Josh Allen on defense, huge defensive game. Stroud was great, but it was not enough as the Texans miss a field goal off the crossbar right at the end of the game. They could have tied it up and gone to overtime. Yeah, they had a couple uh, they had a couple mishaps there at the end, too, that pushed them further back. So it would have been a closer mm-hmm. field goal uh, had they not had those. And um, I mean, they, Stroud did what he had to do, got them to where they needed to go to tie the game, go push overtime. But every week, it seems like he's putting them in situations to win. So that's really what you want. And in their first year, they're exceeding expectations by a landslide. So uh, let's keep the ball rolling with Texans. But. Jaguars did did get the W and they're improved in the division to uh, kind of have the have the stranglehold on that. Yeah, I think the Jags are pretty much set to make the playoffs and the Texans are now going to be fighting. This was the fourth straight 300 yard game for CJ Stroud, which sets another rookie record. He's just crushing all the records this year. Um, but yeah, I think both of these teams should be in the playoffs at the end of the year. Should be I do fun. as well. I think the I think the Texans are going to get the probably the seven seed uh, or not seven the six seed in the uh, AFC. Yeah, especially with the Browns and Bengals both getting yeah. demolished with the injury bug. But uh, yeah, let's move to Indian Indianapolis. This was one of our one of our first big splits of the week. The Buccaneers versus the Colts. I picked the Bucks and Baker Mayfield. You said no. The Colts and Gardner Minshew are taking it. You were correct. The Colts won twenty seven to twenty. Huge loss for the Buccaneers, who now sit at four and seven. And even in a bad division, they're down on two games or maybe just one game, but still they're down. Um, Baker found Mike Evans in the end zone a few times in an up another up and down Baker game that we're getting used to. But relentless pressure all day on him, forcing six sacks. And for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, this wasn't really a Minshew game. Uh, he didn't put up a ton of numbers, uh, just did what he had to do as a game manager. But it was a Jonathan Taylor game, 97 yards on, on the ground and I think two touchdowns. So uh, really good game for him. Looked like his old self, and uh, the Colts are fighting for a playoff spot right now. And uh, yeah. right now, they I think they would make it in. So yeah, the Colts. I never considered them as a playoff team until this week. I think they could actually make it now. So what's crazy is you might see three teams from the AFC South. Yeah, who would have thought that? Who would have thought? Like uh, two weeks ago, it would have been possibly all four teams from the NFC or AFC North, and now three teams from the AFC South might make it. It just goes to show you how quick things can change in the NFL. Oh yeah. Let's move to New York MetLife stadium. The Patriots coming into town to face the giants in a super bowl. Geez, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, rematch. Um, yeah, both these teams were terrible coming into the game. I, I said, the giants are going to win it though. They got the Patriots number 
And guess what? They did exactly that. They win an ugly game, 10 to 7. Pat's defense can't win it by themselves because, uh, yeah, their offense is absolutely atrocious. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi both were terrible. They combined for three interceptions in a stunning display of ineptness on offense. They were outdueled by the Italiano Tommy DeVito. Um, yeah, I think outdueled is a, uh, a a bold choice of words there, but um, <laughs> Tommy DeVito did get the win. <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look too bad. He's he's making some big time throws. Uh, he's impressing me, to be honest. I mean, he's not like great or anything, but no, but yeah, he's he's definitely impressing me as well. And um, I don't think he's necessarily at this point earned the spot next year, but he's yeah. certainly earned earned a, a backup role. Uh, certainly earned a backup role to be like a Gardner Minshew type uh, that is a reliable backup that you can throw out there. Uh, maybe he battles for the starting spot, depending who it is uh, as like a stopgap, but uh, it'll be interesting. Um, I hope he improves throughout the year and he's exciting to watch at least. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, honestly, I, I don't think he's going to be starting the next game. I think Terod Taylor's coming back. I feel oh, really? like I'm probably going to give him the start. Uh, it's in two weeks because we got we got a bye week. But uh, but you're not battling we'll for anything, so why uh, why give it to Taylor? True. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I don't I don't really care either way to be honest. But uh, one thing I will say, uh, Will Greer got cut by the Patriots. It's very upsetting. I I still think they should be starting him, but we'll see what the Patriots do. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Will Greer should uh, should have a spot there, and sucks to see him continuously get added and dropped from rosters. Yeah, he looks good when he gets a shot, but yeah, whatever. Let's move to Tennessee. The Panthers versus the Titans. Um, yeah, the Titans win. What do you got? Uh, not too much going uh, in this game for me. Uh, Titans, uh, we thought were a better team. They were the better team here. Titans defense was better. They had the better running game. Uh, Miles Sanders just can't get anything going there. And uh, hey, the Panthers, t- uh, Bryce Young, not good. Uh, offense, not good. Uh, so they they ended up firing uh, Frank Reich. And Which is crazy. Frank Reich, who in 2017 was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, uh, was the head coach for the Colts. Uh, he, he, he has pedigree, uh, and to be fired after one year on a team that shouldn't have been doing anything to begin with 11 games into one year, 11 games in on a team that sucks. So, uh, that's just, it just shows that that front office has, doesn't really know what their direction is. They think they're want to be good, but they don't have the personnel to be good. So, uh, I don't, I think that's kind of tough to lay that on a head coach and mm-hmm. say like we want you to compete for the playoffs but we're not going to give you the product to do it it's crazy like the owner david tepper i think he's going to be one of those crazy owners that makes moves yeah. like this too because he just wants to win but he doesn't want to like get the work to get there yeah um frank reich has a four-year guaranteed contract and he lasted 11 games he's going to be paying him frank reich should just not coach anymore i think he's retiring so or he should just go and like do whatever makes him happy in terms of like football if he wants to be an offensive quarterback if he wants to be a quarterback coach for a year go ahead and do it if he wants to go ahead and be an advisor for a team do it Mm -hmm. uh jump on to the Eagles and be an advisor for the offensive coordinator there who could use some play calling uh, instruction. So um, do it. Uh, You can do whatever the hell you want because you're getting guaranteed money. I'm saying he's 62 years old now. So he's kind of an old man, even though there are some like 70 year old coaches out there, but David Tepper is going to be paying this man for the next four years if he doesn't accept another coaching role. So why not sit on the beach? Just, yeah, just go to the Bahamas, hang out, spend David Tepper's money. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, big day, big Derrick Henry game though. I I kind of called the, that one, so I, I was happy about that. But yeah, a couple bad teams. So let's just move, huh? Yeah. 4 p.m. slate in Arizona. The Rams coming into town. Uh, I thought it was going to be a closer game. I thought the Cardinals had a shot, but Kyron Williams coming back for the Rams had a huge game in his first game back. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and I think. I think that really is all it needs to be said about this game is just Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams took over the entire game. Uh, he he looked like one of the best running backs, one of the best players in football. Um, I traded him in our league uh, for Calvin Ridley, and that has proved – I mean, Calvin Ridley's been solid the last few games, but not in what Kyron Williams is doing. 16 yeah. carries for 143 yards, uh, 61 yards receiving and two touchdowns. The dude is putting up numbers. He was a top tier back before he got hurt and he just stepped right into it. Yes, sir. He looks really good. And the Rams are trying to claw their way back into the playoff hunt. We'll see if they can manage it. They got some decent games coming up but uh yeah i hope they do because i want to see him and stafford back in the playoffs and uh and puka puka and cup yeah puka and cup and two they, they had a pretty quiet game they didn't need to do much with kyron williams going off it's up with the four letter names for uh the receivers <laughs> cup yeah. puka tutu yeah yeah the rams receiving room is pretty fun it's like a circus yeah <laughs> all right let's move to mile high stadium the brownies playing the broncos this was a disaster game for the browns the Broncos continue their wild winning streak with their fifth straight win. A pretty dominant win, too, against the Brownies. But for the Browns, the quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, gets knocked out with a concussion. Amari Cooper gets knocked out of the game with a rib injury. And Miles Garrett with a shoulder injury, wearing a shoulder sling after the game. They're nervous about him now. It was literally a complete disaster for the Browns and... They're still in the playoff hunt, but I'm nervous that they're going to fall out of it at this point with all these. Yeah. I mean, they're still in the hunt um, just because of their record, but they're just going to keep falling. They're going to keep falling. Uh, And it's honestly, this game was a lot like the Jets. I mean, the defense for the Browns is really fucking good, but their offense is so bad without a confident quarterback that they're not going to really be able to do much. So the defense is on the field most of the game. Um, Broncos took this. They should have taken it, and they did. So uh, not much to be said there. I will say uh, I saw on Instagram uh, a cameraman that was interviewing. There was an interview with uh, Miles Garrett after the game, uh, and he was in the locker room. He was shirtless, just in a pair of sweats, and the cameraman kept panning down <laughs> to his massive dong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how fun. Yeah. Um, um Hey, eyes up here, buddy. Like, uh... yeah, literally. Um, one thing for the Browns, I saw that they signed Joe Flacco. He he literally could oh. be starting for the Browns in the next like next week. That's interesting. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, yeah, I'm good with that one though. If uh, if you want to push, yeah, let's go to Vegas. The Chiefs coming into town, and uh, yeah, it went how we thought. The Chiefs won 31 to 17. For the Chiefs though, Rasheed Rice had a bit of a breakout game. They're, they really need him to get going. They need a receiver, and this could be it. This could be the moment where the rookie figures it out, and uh, he could be big for him moving forward. Yeah, he's been their only consistent receiving option this year um, outside of Kelsey. But even Kelsey's taken a drop this year. So um, I think Rice is possibly the real deal for them. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily going to be like a next Tyree kill, but he's going to be like a competent receiver for them. Maybe like a wide receiver too uh in like fantasy but he's gonna be solid with them uh with Patrick Mahomes he can sky is really the limit so mm-hmm. any consistent option there is really really great so um yeah. Valdez Scantling is not that guy uh I don't think he's gonna get a target for the rest of the year I will say to start out the game here it looked like the Raiders were kind of gonna kind of like 
steamrolled the Chiefs. They got out to a 14-0 lead really early and were running all over them. But Chiefs came back and ended up blowing them out. So uh, it is what it is. We knew the Chiefs were going to win. They did. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell looked pretty good in this one for the Raiders. Maybe he's yeah. improving enough to be something to talk about. I don't know. Uh, and like you said, Josh Jacobs had a good game. But yeah, yeah the, the Chiefs need need Rasheed Rice. If they want to make a deep playoff run, I think they need Rasheed Rice to break out. And uh, yeah. this could be it. Let's move to our game of the week in Philadelphia, the Bills. The Eagles, really good game. Did not end. Yeah, this might be the this might be the game of the year so far. Mm -hmm. This was a hell of a game. Went to overtime. What do you got, man? Uh, Yeah, I watched this with our buddy James uh, and LJ, and me and James were both sweating there. So, uh, going into the half, sorry, going into the half, I was like, dude, don't count out Jalen Hurts because he's that guy. Uh, When he is behind. His QBR skyrockets. It's like one of the best in NFL history when he's behind. Um, the dude just like, like literally you can pan over to him on the sideline and like that meme of Derek Carr where he's like looking down, his eyes are like mm-hmm. glazed over and he just looks mean and pissed off. That happens to Hertz every time they're losing. The camera pans over to him and then he comes out and just balls his ass off. So <laughs> Hertz, for whatever reason, becomes a different quarterback when they're winning. And he did what was necessarily took over the game and the Eagles got the win uh, in overtime. It was very exciting, very nail biting and very nerve wracking. Yeah. Hertz had five total touchdowns, which was crazy. Yeah. And, and a comeback win too. Um, I saw, I saw a video of, of him and uh, Kelsey, the center. They looked absolutely pissed when the Eagles kicked the field goal instead of going for the game winning touchdown at the end. I thought that was, Hey, but they, uh, Elliot got it though. Got that 60 yarder. In the wind, in the rain, that was a that was a dart, really low, really cool. I got some quick trivia for you. So, who leads the league in pass touchdowns right now today with twenty four touchdowns? Pass touchdowns, uh, CJ Stroud. No, it is now Josh Allen with twenty four touchdowns. All right, um, Josh Allen, twenty four touchdowns, twenty four interceptions. Yeah, I was gonna say who <laughs> leads the league in interceptions thrown. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. He's actually, he's tied with Sam Howell. They both have 13 interceptions. So that just goes to show you that Josh Allen is a loose cannon. He always has been, but. He's that Brett Favre type player. He has the most interceptions in the last four years. I think it's like uh, 84 or 86 or something like that in terms of like how many interceptions he has, which is wild. Yeah. He's thrown an interception in eight consecutive games now, which is crazy. And that's kind of why the bills are on the verge of missing the playoffs at this point. Yeah, he definitely needs better decision-making. If he can improve that, the Bills can go a lot further. All right, let's move to Sunday night football in L.A., the Ravens and the Chargers. Um, The Ravens pretty much took out the Chargers' playoffs, Hope, with a strong defensive showing in this win. Uh, They weren't great on offense uh, after they lose Mark Andrews. Uh, They need Flowers and OBJ to really step up if they want to make a huge playoff run here, I think. But uh, for the Chargers, I, I really just think Brandon Staley needs to go at this point. They, they're yeah. losing too many games. No, they, they have talent. They should be able to be good. Um, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Eckler alone should be able to get them some wins. Uh, I mean, those are competent players, but uh, that's just as much as – just as much uh, as in terms, of, in terms of weapons as the Bucks have with a better quarterback, uh, and the Bucks look more competent on offense. So I don't know. The Staley needs to go. Uh, this team should be better than they are. Their defense fucking sucks, um, and they they have some playmakers there. I know Bose is done done for the year, and uh, but they still have Khalil Mack. They still have guys back there, and for them to be as bad as they are is just a travesty. It is a travesty. The Ravens look like they could be the Super Bowl team. Mark Andrews hurts, obviously, but yeah. I don't know how, who has really the competition on their conference, you know? Yeah, uh, it's 
either the Ravens or the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I have. I, I know we're moving. I know we're moving. I have another quick trivia for you. Go ahead. Lamar, Lamar Jackson now has over 5,000 rushing yards as a quarterback, um, making him the fourth quarterback in NFL history to hit that mark. Can you name the three quarterbacks that are ahead of him that hit it first? Mike Vick. Mike Vick with 6,109. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, 5,628. Um. Third McMahon? one is active. Active. Um, it's the only surprising one to me. Aaron Rodgers? No. I actually, I didn't realize this guy ran as much as he did, but it's Russell Wilson. Oh, wow. Russell yeah. Wilson. I Yeah, I don't think of him as much of a runner. I do think of him as uh, an escape artist, so he escapes the pocket and creates plays. I don't think of him as taking off, though. Yeah, he's got about 200 more yards than Lamar right now. I think Lamar's probably going to crush. I don't know if he'll catch Vic, but I think he could. I think he really could because yeah. he's still pretty young. Um, But yeah, let's move to Minnesota. The Bears heading into town monday night football and uh yeah it's kind of a gross game to be honest the bears ended up winning it 12 to 10 no touchdowns for the bears in this win which was pretty wild um but they didn't have to do too much offensively because their defense was just causing havoc the pastor not came back to earth um he threw four picks in a bad game that yeah. really hurts the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I, I expected a lot more in the past or not. Uh, and this might be why he hasn't had a job at this point. Um, he's coming, kind of coming back down to what people expected of him. Uh, yeah. Was really playing higher than higher than what his abilities were were prior to this. So, um, I don't know. I hope he does more. He's an exciting story. He's an exciting player to watch. Uh, just to not have it this game, and hopefully he can rebound. But not too much to be said. Really bad game. Both teams sucked. Uh, only good connection looked like Fields and DJ Moore. Yeah, I really hope we, we get to see Jefferson come back. They have a bye week, so he, he can stay a little healthier. But I really I keep thinking he's coming back every week because they, they they're never listing it. And then until the game, until the day of the game. And it's like, all right, well, he's not playing. It's like, okay, well, yeah, they're like teasing. Really sucks for Jefferson owners, but mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, yeah. That, that rounds up the games. There were no bye week teams this week. So we hit all of them. Uh, I was nine and seven. You were what, 11 and, and five? Uh, I was 10 and 10 and six. 10 and six. Okay. Yeah, we see. split on the 49ers. I was 10 and six. Uh, so I picked up one game. Anyway. There we go. So it remains ever so close so make sure you watch so close. the next video to see uh if one of us can take charge of this thing yeah uh, so like uh like you said that's a wrap on another episode um hey flea flicker nation the best way to support our show is leave a rating or review on all platforms and you, you listen on and of course uh by liking the channel uh make sure you subscribe to the flea flicker show on youtube listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast follow us on all social media um and thank you flea flicker nation for tuning in until next time until next time baby Peace. See you in the prediction. Mm -hmm.